Don't worry, we'll turn the lights off when we leave. But we're not done yet. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network. Myers up on the left wing and he's got a break in on the wing with a shot. Scores! The Vancouver Canucks on Bull Horvat shot beats Campbell and wins it in overtime. Bottom line, that was unacceptable. The Canucks topped the Maple Leafs 3-2 in OT. Four straight losses now for Toronto. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 5.9. The fan Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic with you at the Golden Muzzy at Gord Stelic on Twitter. Sam McKean, Danielle Furtado along for the ride as well. Luke Fox of Sportsnet.ca will drop by. We'll hear from Sheldon Keefe and others. But uh, we were weary of it on Leafs Nation pregame that this could be your classic letdown game, trap game, whatever you want to call it, Gord. I guess great on Vancouver considering what's happened, their first game since March 24th, but it's just the same old playing down to your opponent, is it not? Uh, we're comparing it to the David Ayers game, the Zamboni yeah. goaltender last year for Carolina. That was a gimme for the Toronto Maple Leafs, and you had to give Carolina credit and lots of credit for winning it, but the Leafs did nothing to alter that course. Same tonight. Tip of the hat, uh, obviously. Yeah. You know, Got to gotta give a few tip of the hats out there as far as Braden Holpe goes the goaltending. Bro Hor- Bo Horvat, two goals, one assist. Tyler Myers plays over 30 minutes. I mean, tip of the hat to them. Disgraceful by the Toronto Maple Police. Utterly disgraceful by the Toronto Maple Police. This is why you lost to Columbus, okay? Yeah. This is what Leaf Nation fears about. Where's the intensity? Where's the smarts? Where's the urgency? Okay, this is this is what happened in the bubble, and you got out goaltended again. Okay, the other goaltender was great, Jack Campbell. Very ordinary again. He's been a great pickup, don't get me wrong, but I'm just saying this is exactly what happened to Columbus, and you've got to avoid it. You cannot allow these kind of games, period. That is why I work with one of the most professional broadcasters of all time, period. Because Gord Stelic, it doesn't matter which day it is, he'll bring it. It's a Sunday night, and I'm right there with you. And I'm sure Leafs fans listening right now, are right there with us because I don't know about you, Gord. This brought back shades of the bubble where you played down to your opponent. I, I know, I know they, they, they threw a ton of, of shots on Braden Holpe. That was a spectacular save on Wayne Simmons late in the third period. But it's like they said here, Vancouver, stick around. You know, at the end, we'll give this game to you. And Bo Horvat, credit to him, the captain scores the OT winner. But I just thought the Maple Leafs were just trying to be way too pretty in this game. Absolutely. Absolutely. Then the third period, when you're looking at the urgency, the fatigue factor, it it weighed in favor of Vancouver. And so the Leafs shot way more, way more, way too many toe drags, you know, way too many of those kind of plays. And then up to nothing, they finally get that overtime goal. And then they have that terrible shift. Zach Bogosian jumping in the rush, Travis Dermott out of place as well. So uh, Vancouver comes back. And, and gets a big goal. And you're, you're up to nothing. And it's that situational awareness, as Sheldon Keefe's talked about at different times. And they had none of it. And again, they did not get a big save from Jack Campbell. Uh, Vancouver got a ton of them from mm. Braden Holby. He just played phenomenal. But man, you could, you could taste this. You could taste this. Doesn't I, taste too good, does no, it? No. You got a five minute major penalty. And the reason you got it is, unfortunately, and we'll hear from Sheldon Keefe. I mean, the knee on knee hit to, to Zach Hyman, that doesn't look very good. So, kind of like Jake Muzzin going down in the bubble as well. One injury seemed to really deflate the Toronto Maple Leafs. This is going to be a big injury. This can't this can't deflate you. You got Nick Foligno coming. He's going to play next game. You got a lot of depth, but you got to win in spite of injuries. But boy, the consummate 
the consummate game in, game out, consistent player beyond Austin Matthews, I found has been Zach Hyman. Yeah, it really was a double whammy because, again, that's the underlying storyline in this game. Zach Hyman leaving after a knee on knee from Alex Edler. He got a game misconduct in five minutes for that, and the Maple Leafs end up scoring on that power play. But uh, we don't know the extent of Hyman's injury. That's the heart and soul, no doubt, of this hockey team. And then you go on to play that way in the second half of this game and lose this game 3-2 in overtime. It's Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic breaking it down. We've just seen this way too many times. Where would you compare this? Would you compare it? And I think Ralphie made a great point to that 5-1 blown lead to the Ottawa Senators earlier this year. Yeah, that's the only comparable. Yeah. That's the only comparable situation. And again, we we keep things in perspective. We do. It's usually an 82-game. This year, it's a 56-game regular season. So certainly one game does not a season make. But we understand that. But just um, there's certain statements that can be made. Oh. You made a real bad statement tonight. And you made a real bad statement in, in that Ottawa game as well. So let's see what the next statement is against Vancouver. I mean, the Vancouver Canucks basically... The league interceded and said it was almost inhumane to get them going up two days ago. I'm not saying this mockingly at all. I mean, they, right. they've been ravaged by the effects of COVID. So it was understood tonight that they were having the most difficult comeback of any COVID-related protocol um, suspensions of play for any of the NHL teams this season. And uh, they, uh, we said the only way you can lose this, and again, give the Canucks credit, yeah. but is beating yourself. And basically by a lack of smarts, a lack of intensity, a lack of getting more shots, trying to be cheap, just a lack of a lot of things. The it factor it took to win Vancouver wins. And I think Ralphie brought up another great point as he normally does on the broadcast. Uh, it was two, nothing, a bad pinch by Zach Bogosian leads to the goal that got Vancouver ignited in this game. But again, Braden Holpe deserves a lot of credit, but Toronto, you know, let Vancouver hang around. And we've seen this so many times in the NHL. It just, you're right. It, it just leaves a bad taste in my mouth, considering what this team has been through the last couple of years. And we like to think, I certainly think going into this season, the Maple Leafs were out to prove this team is different, but you get firm reminders of the past this this season. You know, the 5-1 game, this game, uh, you know, a couple of ruts in the play where they can't score, the power play. Just, I want to look forward and not to the past. Yeah, and hopefully that's something the team understands. I'm sure they do and reacts and responds to it. Nick, yeah. even in overtime, like the Canucks are exhausted. I, I thought it was a gimme for the Maple Leafs <laughs> on three on three overtime and they never got a chance. Vancouver dominated overtime, the three on three up until, up until they scored the goal. I mean, didn't touch the puck. Austin Matthews had a weird one yep. where his stick broke and then they, you know, which other otherwise would have been a chance. They got it out, but he didn't have a stick and, Yada, 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 whatever. Vancouver puts it in the net. I, so I, I was even going to say, expecting the Leafs to win 3-2 in overtime, it was inexcusable that this game got to overtime. The Maple Leafs now 6-5, and five, by the way, on the season uh, in OT. And I like the long-term perspective. They're still going to the playoffs. They're still likely to win first in this division. They pick up a point. But uh, the non-call or the inconclusive call there is obviously a bone of contention. Not really for me because it's pretty much black or white. You, you don't see it. You can't call it a goal. But it, the way I saw it, Gord, it looked like that puck crossed the line. But puck tracking is not here, you know? Yeah, and, and boy, what a great play by Austin Matthews first. Hit the crossbar. Yeah. But then Vancouver thought they'd won the game on a crossbar too. So it went back and forth that way. And then just kind of a strange one. There's no question. Mitch Marner had the eagle eye to see exactly where the puck was, but the referee was already waving off the Austin Matthews crossbar hit. So I don't think was, was caught a little bit by surprise by that, by that puck as, as was Braden Holpe by that puck kind of flukily, I guess, bouncing in, it looked like it bounced in. Then, you know, whistle goes and Holpe is quick to flick it out. So you're not, you know, you're not sure where it is, but it looked like it was in, but because they did not conclusively see it go in, 
that was the call on the ice, and the video didn't conclusively show it going in either, even though it showed where it ended up. Four straight losses here for the Maple Leafs. You're, you're very, very right, and I think unless you have full proof that the puck crossed the line, which you, you can't go on assumption, uh, it's no goal, and the right call was made. Not to mention a couple posts late in regulation, one for Vancouver, uh, one, as you mentioned, for Austin Matthews. It, it was really, really close. I think you give the Leafs a, a bit of credit. They got to overtime, but again, just a, a sour, sour taste in Leafs Nation because to me and others out there, it always seems like the Maple Leafs continue to be the laughing stock and the brunt of jokes. You know, the David Ayers game, blowing the 5-1 game, losing to the Vancouver Canucks. They've been off for three weeks due to COVID. They come back and they have more energy than you. I don't know. The, this team just seems to lose games that are sort of laughable. But again, it's it's more important how they react and respond to this. Yeah, they're still in first place yeah. again, keeping perspective. Yes. And right, but just so Zach Hyman, I mean, he, oh, he could be gone a long, long time. Tough. But the minutia of that play was they lost Alex Edler, the Vancouver Canucks. Him and Tyler Myers were playing the whole game. So mm-hmm. so for this game, okay, though they they lost their one of their top two defensemen. So on top of that, the Leafs at least capitalized in the waning seconds on that five-minute power play. So good. They got the 2-0 lead. They don't have the change in momentum because of the five-minute power play being killed off. And Vancouver add Alex Edler to an injury-depleted team, an exhausted team. And you bleep that away? You bleep that away? Seriously? Come on. I mean, that, you know, that, that's, that's exactly the point when they did. 30-08 for Tyler Myers in this game. But you are completely right. And you have two young defensemen on the back end in Vancouver and you couldn't take advantage. And I get it. You give some credit to Braden Holpe, but we talked about it throughout the broadcast tonight that the Leafs are passing up shooting opportunity. I know Bonesy brought it up during the broadcast too. Shoot the puck, you know? Yeah, that's where when you heard Joe and Jim bring it up as well, it kind of reinforces what we're seeing. And, you know, Mitch Barner's having a monster season. And I know his thing is uh, quite often assists rather than goals. But, you know, he's just one of those guys that it's almost looking because he is such a great playmaker, um, unselfish with assists, that he's making that extra pass when it isn't necessary. Um, yeah, I just I just thought a lot of guys were doing that t- tonight. It was, it was, Gelchenyuk was doing that. Man, Joe Thornton, like, has really do a goal. He was getting a decent amount of ice time and not able to put one in. And Nick Robertson and on and on and on. Like, for every excellent save there was, and there were many, but Braden Holpe, there also were, you just, pa- you just passed up a better scoring chance for a worse scoring chance, and then you never got the puck cleanly on the worst scoring chance. And, probably saw that a dozen times how much money on the board did uh, travis boyd and jimmy vc have in this game don't answer that um <laughs> a bit of optimism via social media luke fox putting this out and we expect to be joined by luke fox of sportsnet.ca coming up john tavares saying hyman was optimistic in the dressing room okay well that's so, you know quite often you mention it if you a shot on the knee that's a bruise that's whatever it hurts like hell yep. like, it hurts as if you tore ligaments. sometimes it hurts more uh initially so uh, he didn't, he, you know, he didn't go off on a stretch or anything like that, but he he was laboring uh, quite a bit, as you would expect, heading to the dressing room. And um, one guy who chooses his words carefully is John Tavares. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I hope, I hope that uh, Zach Hyman played on one leg in the playoffs two he years did. ago. Like, like, okay, so when we talk about the Columbus syndrome, the, the last guy, whoever you criticize in the playoffs is Zach Hyman. So this just adds <laughs> to it as well that if anyone's going to miss any playoff time, that, you know, he's about he's about the least guy you could afford to have that happen. And I'm happy I have you here to keep me grounded because we were watching this game and I was about to blow a gasket because, number one, we called it on the pregame show that this was your classic letdown game and it was coming because it's the Maple Leafs. But number two, like, it just always seems to happen. Like, this happened to Columbus, not to bring up that series, but they should have beat the Columbus Blue Jackets. You know, yeah. they were shut out twice in five yes. games in that series. You have all these guns you pay all this money to. 
And then you lose to Vancouver, who hasn't played since March 24th, yeah. Gord? Yeah, I mean, you go back uh, a year where, yeah. like I said, the Washington series a few years ago, and that was great. Leafs had a 2-1 lead. They lost in six, but this was this team coming of age, the first playoff. They got a standing ovation leaving the ice, as they should. And then we have the Boston series that went to seven games. And the second one was, okay, this is when the Leafs passed the Bruins and uh, have it in game six, then don't, then come up with the worst game again in game seven. Uh, Then you have a dysfunctional uh, end-of-year media conference with Mike Babcock and and Kyle Dubas. So you you waste a year because of that. Like, you waste a year because of that dysfunctional uh, in the front office. You salvage it. You salvage it by getting into the playoffs to uh, Sheldon Keefe's credit and to the team's credit they did. And then you bleep it away again against Columbus. Just a, just a completely lethargic, malaise, empty effort. And you're kind of shaking your head. And so that's why this year, if we get a little bit, and I'm speaking yeah. on behalf of fans, yeah. overreactive, it's because what was inexplic- what inexplicably happened in the summer. Can't happen again. And again, th- you know, the interesting thing about this exercise, if if the Maple Leafs don't do some, some, something substantial here in the playoffs, there's going to be change. Like, you know, we're, we're not going to speculate on what kind of changes, but this team will look different, right? And it could be sort of the bigger players on this roster. So it's up to them. And I think Nick Foligno is a really good add to this team. He's a leader. He's played in the playoffs. You know, he's he's that type of guy you want. Um, but, and I, I, I think, and maybe you disagree, I think it's a lazy narrative considering how long we've been through this and going through COVID to blame it on no crowd. Hey, there's no crowd. We can't get anything going because watching this Leafs team tonight, again, brought back memories of even with the crowd there where they, they had no flow, no energy at points in times where not even a big hit could ignite this team. And they just look like my, you know, my beer league team, which uh, is now, you know, hasn't been a thing for a year and a half, but just, you know, it was more like a shinny game as opposed to an NHL game, Gord. Well, their their only disappointing regular season and whatever it is, the last five was yeah. the first chunk last year. That was in front of a crowd, yes. so the crowd wasn't enough to overcome that. So, yeah, just I'm I'm, I'm tired. There, there's just so no lazy excuses. Right? No, no more excuses left. There's I agree. Zero. Now, the only thing I'll say is, and I, I reiterate that having you know chatted with Brendan Shanahan from time to time, yeah. he is a patient guy in the sense that if people are thinking wholesale changes, he he's given the answer many times as long as they feel they're heading in the right direction, that he's just a patient guy. It's not a fun answer. It's not a sexy answer, but you just go at it again next year. And, um, you know, fans don't want to hear that. It's really, in a lot of ways, the template for the Detroit Red Wing team that did that, you know, way back when. So I, I don't know I don't know what his temperature would be like about that because he's Kyle Dubas's boss. I wouldn't think Kyle Dubas or Sheldon Keefe would have their jobs in jeopardy at all. I don't know who the big guns would be that you can make any moves. They made some significant moves this offseason. And again, I get way ahead of myself, but this game just ticks you off. Yeah. To see what we saw so the, tonight and just saying, please don't happen whenever. Now the playoffs are getting pushed back more and more with these games to be made up. So whatever the dates are, please don't have this happen. Well, number one, I think that's good considering the news on Zach Hyman. We don't know. I think the longer you give him to, to come back, you know, same for Freddie Anderson. I know we've buried him a lot or people have buried him in the last little while, but I don't think uh, we've, we've heard the last from Freddie Anderson. And I like to think we're, we're you know, we're sort of the heartbeat if you will, of these nations. So it's not just us two feeling this way. It's not Sam McKeer, producer, feeling that way. I think a lot of people are disappointed with this effort tonight. And I think if anything, we, you know, it's to learn from experiences like this for this team. Gordon. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just, you, you see the great teams or whatever you want to call them. And they, and they do have hiccups during the season. They, they have some clunkers. There's no question but. about it, but you know, when, when there's a game to be won, they don't screw around, <laughs> yeah. you know, like I, I use that line, go for the juggler, They bury like, them. Yeah. Like, like, you know, have a three, nothing lead after the first period of play and, 
you know, and it, I mean, the Leafs realize they can do the math. Like that's what they're attempting to do. But it just was strange how you go about it. And then when you finally seem to have it, you quickly give it right back. And the momentum, they never got the momentum back uh, after that first Vancouver goal. Well, believe it or not, there were some positives to grab from this game. This 3-2 loss to the Vancouver Canucks in overtime. So they did gain a point. Uh, we'll get to that. They snapped the power play drought. That's always uh, a positive development on our front. So more to come here. We'll uh, have some uh, post-game reaction trickling in. Sheldon Keefe and others. And of course, Luke Fox of Sportsnet.ca upcoming it's Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. After a meal like that, you deserve a little dessert. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network. Catfield getting in over the line with a long shot that is stopped by Campbell. Leafs counterattacking now. Have numbers as they get across the line. Nylander in for Matthews. Austin Matthews chops it over the shoulder of goaltender Braden Holpe and the Maple Leafs score on the power play with 19 seconds left in it. Undeniably the silver lining here in a 3-2 OT loss to the Vancouver Canucks who hadn't played a game since March 24th. Bo Horvat, the captain, wins it for the Canucks. Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic with you on Leafs Nation postgame at the Golden Muzzy at Gord Stelic. If you'd like to chime in, your thoughts on this uh, disappointing loss, to say the least. But again, the silver lining, a power play goal. And the guy who ended the last PP drought does it again. Austin Matthews, number 33, Gord. I don't know when it'll come out, but if they someone puts together a collage of all his goals this year, <laughs> first of all, it won't take very long for each goal, oh. uh, but I'll buy it. I'll do whatever. They're, they are beauties, and he just needs the narrowest of margins. And that was, that was the game that was going to give the Toronto Maple Leafs the win and should have and all the momentum and everything else. And... Unfortunately, he's a little bit guilty on the ensuing play about the pass back to nobody there, creating the odd man rush going the other way. But let's talk about his greatness. I mean, just arguably the greatest goal scorer in Toronto Maple Leaf history. That's pretty heady stuff to say with, you know, Frank Mahovlich and a few other players, Daryl Sittler and a few other players having been around. But I don't know. Uh, it's, uh, It's pretty incredible. He's something special. I want to live in the moment too, and we've talked about that. Like I, you, I really, really want to appreciate what we're witnessing, though. Like because yeah. it's every game, this guy's scoring a goal, two goals. Uh, you know, a Maple Leaf is primed to win the Rocker Richard Trophy. He's going to be in the heart conversation. He is so important to this team, Gord. Well, and that's why the bigger, bigger item is why yeah. why Connor McDavid signed for eight years in Edmonton. Why mm. would Austin Matthews get a five year deal here? That's another worrisome thing. It's still down the road a bit, but that's yeah. what the kind of special player. I think he is much like, hey, Connor McDavid is an incredibly special player as well. We're in a window. There's no doubt about that. Austin Matthews, number 33. They score in the power play. They lose in OT, 3-2 the final. Here is Austin Matthews. Hey, Austin, uh, what did the Vancouver Canucks uh, show you guys tonight? Obviously, uh, a lot of people had them uh, counted out uh, before tonight's game. Um, you know, I think, uh, you know, what what we did, uh, you know, with turning over the puck and stuff, I definitely think we did enough to, had plenty of uh, enough chances to, to obviously win the game, but um, you know, and add to our lead and, and stuff like that. But uh, you got to tip your hat to the goalie. Uh, hope he played unreal tonight. He made some some unbelievable saves, and uh, you know, he's still on his head for them. But obviously, there's uh, a lot that we can take away um, and improve on, and uh, obviously clean up. But uh, you know, our goalie made some some pretty good saves, so. What's the concern level about Zach Hyman right now? 
I don't know. I uh, I do not have an update on him. So uh, obviously, we're we're hoping for the best. He's a critical uh, critical part of this team, and uh, I mean those kinds of plays, the, the Niani hits. Uh, I mean they're scary. So um, you know, obviously, uh, you know, hope he's doing all right. Next up, we'll go to Mark Masters. TSN, go ahead, Mark. Austin, what can you tell us about what kept you out Thursday, and how did you feel tonight? Yeah, I just uh, wrist flared up on me um, pretty bad in the end of Montreal game, so uh, I didn't. Uh, I wasn't feeling much better in uh, against Calgary at home, so I uh, just decided uh, to take take the game and, and get some work on it, and, and just kind of uh, you know let the inflammation everything kind of settled down and uh it's, it's feeling much better now and uh i mean i felt pretty pretty good tonight we'll take two more here we'll go to andrew knoll with the new york times go ahead andrew yes and uh, i just wanted to ask you you know big day for the hockey world tomorrow with uh, patty setting the record for games played uh just your your thoughts on the milestone and maybe your favorite uh marlo moment from his two years in toronto i know you guys were close it could be on the ice off the ice whatever you know sticks out in your mind uh, I mean, there's, uh, there's honestly too many, um, you know, myself, him and Mitch were extremely close and, uh, he treated us like family, he treated everybody like family, but we definitely spent a lot of time with him, uh, at his house, with his kids, his four boys. And, um, I mean, we just always had a blast. So I can't say enough, uh, great things about him. Um, you know, just the way he treats, um, the staff teammates, I mean, you name it, he's a first class human being and, uh, I couldn't be happier for him. It's, uh, it's a huge, huge accomplishment, and I think just a testament to the the kind of professional that he is, and, and the kind of person uh, that he is, and the amount of work and, and hours that he's put into his craft to, to obviously play this long. So um, I know everybody in our locker room is extremely, extremely happy for him, and uh, it'll be uh, pretty amazing to watch tomorrow night. And last one, we'll go to Shen Peng with the hockey news. Go ahead, Shen. <laughs> Uh, Austin, I thank you guys so much. Um, I wanted to ask you, I'll go off that last question about Patty. Uh, you saw a different side of Patty than, of course, a lot of us did. Uh, can you just tell us about maybe the, the fun side of uh, Patrick Marlowe? You know? He's great. I mean, he uh, he's pretty quiet and shy. I think he comes off like very reserved, but I think once he gets comfortable, um, you know, he's an amazing guy to hang out with and uh loves to have fun uh like i said he uh he treated everybody like family and um you know lucky to to be extremely close with him and uh get to play with him i mean he's uh he's a living legend and uh like i said before i, I couldn't be happier for him it's a huge milestone and a huge accomplishment okay there is uh austin matthews scores his 33rd of the season on the power play again another goal uh for matthews and certainly a, a big uh, night coming up tomorrow for patrick marlowe gordon yeah you know it's interesting because one of the controversies was Austin Matthews' lack of ice time in the playoffs, and it was at the expense, in many ways, of Patrick Marlowe, who got a disproportionate amount in a lot of people's minds the other way because he was Mike Babcock's favorite. But, yes, congratulations to Patrick Marlowe. That's going to be a, a great record. It's unfortunate he's not having a great season, nor are the San Jose Sharks, but it is quite an accomplishment. I would like to purchase a Hartford Whalers Patrick Marlowe jersey because he was a cane for a cup of tea, right? For a first round pick, do you well, remember that? Yeah, the you know the Toronto Maple Leafs had to give up a first round pick for Carolina to take his salary, and you know, in yeah. in all fairness, uh, yeah. getting getting John Tavares, you couldn't argue about that happening a year later. But that's what put them in 
in cap trouble. Yes, so congratulations to Patrick Marlowe. It's going to be a historic night tomorrow for sure. That was Austin Matthews. Now we're going to hear from a red-hot John Tavares. Uh, two assists in this game. That was 12 points in the last eight for the captain. Hi, John. Uh, what goes through your mind when you see Zach Hyman limp off the ice like that? Uh, we just hope he's okay. Um, such a integral part of our group, I think. Uh, the elements he brings to our team, um, and you can't replace that. Um, so, uh, obviously, uh, hopefully it's uh, nothing too serious. Um, you know, he's battled through so many things since my time being here, uh, the competitor that he is. Uh, it's impressive uh, and obviously plays such a key role for us. So, um, I know he was uh, really positive in the room, very optimistic. So, um, hopefully uh, nothing too serious. Did you see the hit? I did. And you're... Yeah, I, I mean, uh, didn't didn't love the hit. Uh, you know, obviously he got a, a you know a five and uh, a game misconduct for a reason. Next up, we'll go to Mark Masters, TSN. Go ahead, Mark. John, a lot of us weren't sure what we were going to get from the Canucks tonight, just considering the layoff. What? How would you describe the opponent you faced this evening? Well, they're a very good hockey team, um, and they competed hard. Uh, you know, I thought Holtby played extremely well. We had. A lot of looks on net, um, and it was a competitive game. It was tight. Obviously, we didn't take care of the lead the way we need to, so that's on us to do a better job, uh, uh, especially on the road and in the way we, I thought, had good uh, control uh, for lots of parts of the game. Um, you know, we just uh, we didn't didn't do it enough consistently, even though uh, a lot of the game we, we created a lot, but uh, they competed hard. They skated, and, and uh, um, yeah, we knew it, was gonna be, it wasn't going to be an easy night. Um, you know, they've been through a lot. I'm sure something they wanted to rally around. Um, they had the extra days prepare. So um, we just tried to come in and, and make sure we were uh, prepared ourselves. And we know that uh, we got to be a lot better. What stood out to you about William and his return to the lineup? Yeah, it was pretty seamless. He looked very comfortable, um, you know, making plays, uh, you know, feeling the time and space out really well, um, which, you know, is hard to do when, when you've missed a bunch of time. And not only that, but uh, but he went through, you lose a lot of fitness. and. Um, and whatnot. So, uh, you know, credit to him to staying with it and doing what he could and, and, uh, picking up, uh, um, back up, uh, where he left off back, back up to speed and, and making contributions for us today. Okay. There's uh, John Tavares, 12 points in the last eight, uh, Nylander gets two assists. Ditto for uh, John Tavares. He's been hot as of late. Uh, meantime, we'll hear from Sheldon Keefe coming up later on, but, uh, he says the Leafs will know more about Hyman's status coming up tomorrow. They're not really giving much on that front. We didn't expect it. Uh, Luke Fox of Sportsnet.ca is coming up momentarily. Actually, we have him right now as you bring in Luke Fox. Uh, before we get to that, where does this stack up, this loss with the 5-1, um, you know, come-from-behind loss to the Ottawa Senators earlier this year in the uh, Zamboni game? <laughs> I did I did see that David Harris was <laughs> trending on Twitter again for a minute. So that that kind of lets you know where uh, some members of Leafs Nation's heads are at right now. Yeah, uh, you, you know what? I, I like to look at it as... You know, this is a, a pretty fabulous win by the Vancouver Canucks. I mean, to to be off ice and to be dealing with COVID and, and everything that they've gone through, for Braden Holpe to come out and, and stand on his head and, and somehow this team to find a way to win it in overtime. I mean, the Leafs severely outplayed them. I, I mean, if uh, yeah, you want the two points, but Toronto was the dominant team. Um, I thought throughout the game, it's just, Hope he's spinning on his back and kicking out both pads and, and clicking one away 
from Wayne Simmons. And uh, Mitch Marner may have scored in the last minute. We don't know because there wasn't a good enough camera angle to see. Um, yeah, I mean, the Leafs are, are the better team, but this is a, a nice night for, for a Vancouver team that is out of the playoffs and, you know, is coming off uh, quite a health scare. Well, I mean, Vancouver, if they get on a Nashville, Nashville type tear, you never know. It's a good start for them. But, uh, but, but, Pump the brakes, yeah, Gordon. But I'll, I'll acknowledge certain, certain Braden Holpe and, and, and Bo Horvath and, you know, Myers playing over 30 minutes and stuff. But I, I, I think when we get back to this, this just has too many similarities to a knee-jerk reaction and justifiably so, the Columbus syndrome from the summer. Just about uh, um, a Leaf team that seemed to be, especially when they had a 2 nothing lead, didn't have the it factor to close it, seemed uninspired, seemed not thinking, not on, you know, in the latter parts of the game when they should have owned a, an exhausted Vancouver Canuck team. And that's the concern, and also getting out goal tetted. You, you, you can say nothing about bad about Jack Campbell's body of work in the big picture, but this was, these are, I think that's the thing people right now, Luke, if you're a Leaf fan, that's the worry. And fine, you have some clunkers during the regular season, but you saw too many of them against Columbus. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's, there's worries. There's, there's red flags for sure. Uh, I think one of them is Jack Campbell's got to have that game-winning shot by Bo Horvat. I mean, he's got to save that one under the armpit there. Um, so you know, the goaltending situation. Fred is skating again, so that's that's positive. But you know, he wasn't participating in full practice yesterday. It was Campbell and Riddich. So uh, I think the goaltending is a concern. I think the power play is a concern. Yeah, they got one. Um, but it was at the end, and it was a very un-power play-like goal, and it took them almost all of the five-minute um, major on Alex Edler for Austin Matthews to finally convert. It was more of a rush-type goal. It was more of individual skill than, hey, look at the Leafs' power play um, set up, and, and, and they're really wheeling it around. Um, and, you know, so they've lost a lot of special teams battles um, before this one. So I think that's a concern too. And I think the major one is Zach Hyman. I mean, you know, you talked about them kind of losing steam and it was, and it was after Hyman's not there. And I think he does so much for this group. Um, not just in terms of his production, but in terms of setting a tone with work ethic and being a leader in terms of, of effort and closing games out and, and doing the little things that when suddenly he's not on the ice and not on your bench, and maybe it's in your mind, oh boy, that's the same knee that the guy needed ACL surgery on two years ago. Um, you know, you don't want to be without that guy heading into the postseason. With Luke Fox of SportsCent.ca, I know they're not really saying much after this one, but what's your gut think uh, when it comes to Zach Hyman? Of course, did not return in this game, but I know John Tavares uh, was, was looking at it maybe optimistically. Yeah, uh, John did say that he, he talked to him in, in the dressing room and he sounded optimistic. But we're talking about a guy who, who played half of that <laughs> Boston Bruins series yeah. on a torn ACL. Yeah. I, tore my, I tore my ACL once. I could, I could barely uh, get, crawl into the car to go to the hospital. I don't know how he played half, <laughs> half a playoff series on that thing. Um, but, uh, you know, so, yeah, he's optimistic, but he, he's, a, he's, a, he's a battler. He's a warrior. So to see him limp off, it takes a serious hit um, to do that. Uh, you know, Edler is, you know, three-plus minutes into a, a shift, uh, dog-tired. I think I don't think there was ill intent. I think he's just trying to get a piece of the guy and get off. But, you know, William Nylander called it a dirty hit, and uh, the result of this thing, 
what is going to have people uh, refreshing their, their Leafs updates tomorrow because we don't have anything beyond uh, the fact that he left the game and never came back. Yeah, I mean, I boy, I didn't like the look, but we'll see. And and it, it was a dirty hit. Edler's not that kind of player. Again, a lot of it was precipitated by ineffective power play because they had a minor penalty, didn't score. The only upside was Edler had been stuck on the ice for that period of time that you're talking about, and he thought he had a path to the bench, quickly went the other way, and I, I think it was more reactive that way because, yeah. you know, he was screwed. Yeah, no, I know. I, I agree, Gordon. And I saw Kevin Bieksa, you know, was once a, a teammate of Edler's, but he said that as a common misconception that knee on knee hits are dirty. He's like, you know, nine times out of 10, they are reactionary. Like you're just crossing paths with a guy, you're trying to get a piece. And then, you know, that's the worst thing that can happen is knee on knee. So they're, they're usually not intentional because uh, there's, there's a high risk. The person sticking out their knee can wreck their knee too. Right. So, um, you know, I, I don't think that he had ill intent, you know, in a game like this. Um, there wasn't a lot of venom, I, I don't think, in this game. I, I think he was just exhausted and uh, made a bad decision. Uh, Luke, just to wrap up here, a couple more questions with Luke Fox of Sportsnet.ca. I've been eagerly anticipating the uh, Maple Leafs debut of uh, Antti Suomela. Of course, uh, the deadline has uh, come and gone. Uh, how does it line up when it comes to Nick Foligno and the one-week quarantine um, would he be able to potentially play on Tuesday? Or is there more something we see? Actually, no, he's only going to Winnipeg, right? Sorry, answer my own question. But what's are we likely to see him on Thursday, you think? I think there's a chance. I mean, yeah. seven days, he hopped in his van and, and kissed all his kids goodbye on uh, the Tuesday, yeah. uh, the day after he was, uh, the day after the trade deadline. So, um, you know, he still has to, you know, make sure his, his conditioning is right. But, it, you know, William Nylander was in quarantine longer than that, and he looked pretty good tonight. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he just needed one practice, and uh, he, he was good to go and didn't didn't look like he missed a beat. So uh, I think Foligno will be uh, champing at the bit to get out there, you know, uh, stuck inside by by himself in a hotel room. Um, so, yeah, we could, we could see him this week. We'll see. I'm champing at the bit to exercise some demons come the Stanley Cup playoffs because I tell you, I'm just bitter tonight beyond belief. Uh, last one for you. Uh, our first time speaking since the deadline. Uh, what did you make of what they did? I was a fan, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, uh, you could argue that the prices were high, but I, I think when you do that, you're um, you're probably comparing Felino to like the Taylor Hall trade, and it's unfair to compare those two situations. I think because Hall had uh, so much leverage in terms of a no move clause, and he basically it sounds like he he kind of dictated uh, yeah. his destination. Whereas Felino, there were multiple teams interested in a guy like that. He's built for playoff hockey, and I think he's a a fabulous addition. You're talking about Hyman. If there's any guy that can play a, a Hyman type of game in terms of versatility and killing penalties and blocking shots and, and throwing some hits and uh, parking himself in front of the net, it's Nick Foligno. So um, I really like that addition, you know, adding adding Rich uh, as, as some insurance. I don't think that's a, a bad move. Uh, ben Hutton, I don't know, but I, I do think that you need extra defensemen in the playoffs. So uh, I like that. Dubas didn't sit on his hands. He went and addressed uh, multiple positions. I'll speak for myself. I will miss uh, Alex Barabanov, sadly, and no longer a Maple Leaf. Uh, Luke, it's not the same. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it just hits differently. Uh, Luke, you're the absolute best. Thanks so much for this.
All right, you'll be staying up late to watch them and, and play with the Sharks, I oh, guess. Eh? Rest assured that will be happening. Thanks so much for this. Okay, take care, guys. So, uh, the, Do you think uh, Barabano will be the first guy to mob Patrick Marlowe when he yeah. uh, has the consecutive <laughs> game streak that way? You know uh, what, Gord? I was watching hockey this week, and I'm the only guy watching Columbus Blue Jackets hockey, and who's on a deep pairing with Seth Jones? Miko Lednan. Yeah, that's where yeah. we're at. Miko you know? Lettinen is, uh, you know, uh, good. But good point by Luke. They didn't get Nick Foligno to play in place of Zach Hyman. Yes, uh, you're trying to think other roles, but yeah, that that the timing due to the unfortunate injury, and we'll find out more now. Yeah. you know, perspective. You know, one tweet says Leafs have lost two games in regulation since March 19th, so they've earned 21 of a 20, a possible 28 points in the last month, while tied for second most points percentage in the NHL. Keeping that in context. Yeah. Tonight's inexcusable. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It is inexcusable. Tonight, I get all that, but this is inexcusable. Like, it was a great story last year, again, to reiterate David Ayers, the Zamboni driver. But it was against the Leafs. This is a great Vancouver story tonight. But it's against the Leafs. Let those stories happen at someone else's expense. That's it, Danielle. Open up the phone lines. No, I'm kidding. We'll hit the break. That's Gord Stelic. I'm Nick Alberga. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet. 5-9 of the fan. Let our trained professionals help you come down from the high of the game. Here on the Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network. There is nothing like a Sunday night therapy session after a 3-2 loss in OT for the Maple Leafs against the Vancouver Canucks. Again, a team that hadn't played since March 24th due to COVID protocols and COVID just running rampant through that team but uh, again credit to Vancouver but also the Maple Leafs need to be better and they were decent they're pretty good in this game but still you got to find a way to win that hockey game for how dominant they were and Braden Holpe a big time story Nick Alberga and uh, Gord Stelic breaking it down with you at the Golden Muzzy at Gord Stelic in mere moments we'll hear from Sheldon Keefe uh, the goaltending certainly a topic of conversation I would say Jack Campbell uh, Gord has come back down to earth the last little while uh, he's had he's had a few ordinary games, and he's kind of given us a glimmer why he never yeah. got established early on. And I'm not going to yeah. pile on. He's got that team record; it's pretty incredible, and he he really filled the void with goaltending injuries. So, but yeah, just the last few games, it's been a subpar goaltending on his part. We hear now from Jack Campbell. Hey, Jack, a lot of good things happened to you and the team uh, for a few weeks. Now, a bit of a downside. What do you guys have to do to uh, get back to where you were? Yeah, it's a little bit of a slump for us and uh, myself personally. I um, thought we uh, played a really strong game, you know. Um, they battled hard, Vancouver. They were in a, obviously a tough situation and uh, played played hard. And I thought our guys showed up and played. Um, you know, I thought I felt a little bit better tonight. And, um, you know, I just would like to have had a couple more. So we got the two points. Next up, we'll go to Mark Zelinsky, Toronto Star. Go ahead, Mark. Hi, Jack. Did Vancouver at all surprise the team with the amount of compete level they had, especially coming off a three-week layoff? I don't think they surprised us with it. I mean, Coach did a good job of, you know, warning us that they were ready to go, and I thought they uh, came out pretty hot, actually. Um, they looked they looked really good, and um, I thought our guys looked really good, too. We uh, had a lot of chances. Holtby was sensational for them, and um, you know, he just outplayed me tonight, but, um, you know, I thought our, our guys, you know, deserve the two points. And last one here, we'll go to Mark Masters, TSN. Go ahead, Mark. Pretty quick. <laughs> Jack, how hard is it to see Zach Hyman leave the way he did, and how would you describe what he means to the team? 
I mean, he's a warrior and, um, you know, he kind of does it all for us every single night and he's just such a uh, valuable guy, um, player on our team and, um, in the dressing room and, um, you know, we, we love him and he, uh, he works so hard every single night for our team and does everything he can to help us win. So it's obviously a huge loss anytime he leaves the lineup, but, um, you know, I thought our guys pushed hard and, uh, you know, we could have won the game. You obviously deal with William Nylander all the time in practice. What does it mean to the team to get him back? And how would you describe the way you can shoot the puck? Uh, Willie's got a phenomenal shot. He, uh, you know, I've been with the team a little while now and he still surprises me with it. Um, you know, he's a highly gifted player and, uh, you know, he's a great teammate. So we, we really enjoy having him back and he obviously brings a, a huge um, plus to our game. And um, I thought he looked really, really good out there tonight. All right, there is uh, Jack Campbell once again, a reoccurring theme, taking the blame, Gord. I don't want to see that every game, though. Uh, yeah. I, I get I, being a nice guy, but, yeah. like, it's – you yeah. can have a bad game sometimes, you know? Yeah, well, you, you know, but he's had three of them, and he's been out goal and that was a little different one tonight. And, and again, the difference once kind of comes down to the Leafs had figured out a way – to break Braden Holpe. They had the 2 nothing lead. They had control of the game, okay? This isn't something that it's nothing-nothing and you're getting to late in the second period and then Vancouver's outshot 3-1 to one and they finally break the ice. This is the Leafs had broken that log jam and then gave it all back. And Jack Campbell was part of it on, you know, two of the three goals were, were, were gettable, very gettable. Very gettable. Now, I ask you this question because I love asking you this question. Tuesday night, the Maple Leafs visit the Vancouver Canucks. Does Michael Hutchinson start? No. Does David Riddick start? I think David Riddick could start. Yeah, I think David I'd Riddick give him a starts. Go. I'd give him a go. I yeah. I still always wonder is Jack Campbell 100 percent healthy. I would just, <laughs> I, you know, I I just uh, there's always been that. But anyway, he but he played fine through all that, so yeah. it's not that. But I I would I would go with David Riddick and then come back with Jack Campbell against Winnipeg. You know, again a little bit load management that way and get give Riddick some. Stops and Freddie Anderson has been seen on the ice, so let's hope well, you know, he he gets back and he gets healthy and he plays like we know Freddie Anderson can play. Well, I, you know the way I see it, you got David Riddick, might as well utilize him. And if you think and know that Freddie Anderson at some point in time will return, Jack Campbell, you want to keep him fresh and get him healthy, then you use Riddick, and, and that's that. And that's why I expect Riddick to play on Tuesday night and. Use your three goalies. They're all NHL goalies, uh, with exception of maybe Michael Hutchinson not burying the guy. It's just truth. Um, so I would, I, I'm with you. I put Riddick in there on Tuesday. See how he does against the Vancouver Canucks, and hopefully we see a bit of a response from the Maple Leafs. Because again, bottom line, just uh, a disappointing loss, at least from our perspective, as we hear now from Sheldon Keefe. Sheldon, uh, how is Zach Hyman, and what was your opinion of the play? We'll find out more tomorrow, and my my opinion doesn't matter. And uh, obviously, you. It's- couple of players said that you uh, you yourself that uh, you expected a big effort from Vancouver tonight what exactly did they bring tonight that uh, frustrated you guys I don't know their goalie made 10 point blank saves next up we'll go to Luke Fox Sportsnet go ahead Luke what did you think of the work uh, Tavares and Nylander did with with Robertson on their line tonight thought they're okay I thought you know especially early in the game they had lots of jump, not just on, on Willie's goal, but, uh, you know, Robertson had a number of really good looks and chances. Shots just didn't fall for him, but I let the line look look good. It changed it in the third uh, for a bit there, mainly just because of the matchups and trying to protect the lead, but went back to it once it was tied again. Next up, we'll go to Terry Cochet, Toronto Sun. Go ahead, Terry. John, what did you think of uh, the two new defense pairs you used tonight? 
I'm sorry, I couldn't. I couldn't hear. The uh, the new look on the defense, the two pairs that you had, the switching of that. What do you think of their play? I'd have to watch back on video, but I don't think it was in any way a factor in the game today. And last one here, we'll go to Mark Masters, TSN. Go ahead, Mark. Sheldon, the defense has been healthy much of the year. What what was the thinking in terms of getting a different look tonight? Well, we've been talking about it for a couple months now, to be honest. Well, really, probably since the off season, we've been talking about uh, using different looks, and and you know we we put Brody with with Riley to start the season, and you know we like that. We like Muzzin Hall, of course. Um, but Brody's a new player for us and, and uh, we haven't tried anything else and injuries and such you thought, you know, might force you to, to change things up at different times. Uh, and it hasn't happened for us that way. So we've been talking about it and just thought, you know, we had a couple of a uh, couple of days between games. We had a practice yesterday. We were able to get them to practice that way together and um, just want to get a look for it. We don't know what's going to happen here ahead of us and, just think it makes sense to to get people comfortable playing with different people. Sour. There is uh, Sheldon Keefe. Um, usually he's, you know, pumped up to be there. I guess we're not the only ones who are a little disappointed by this loss. Yeah, you know, and quite often we're waiting for the you know, the post-game comments to come, and they go on for quite a while. And I, I really like listening to Sheldon Keefe. He generally takes a bit longer. He's pissed. This flat-out's inexcusable. Yeah. That's it. That's the, he's, he's not going he's, he's to say that because he wants to give Vancouver credit, but... That's what he is. My opinion doesn't matter <laughs> about different things. Anyway, that's that's what he is. That he's, was better than your Babcock. I'll give you that. Yeah, well, he's but he's he's biting his tongue, biting his lip, and he just wants to get through it, and he is pissed. Yeah, uh, that was way better than Gord's Mike Babcock impression. Thank you. Uh, no doubt about that. That's Gord Stelic. I'm Nick Alberga. We'll wrap things up after this. A 3-2 OT loss to the Vancouver Canucks. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet. 5-9 of the fan. All right, final segment. Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic here on Leafs Nation post game. A fourth consecutive loss since the trade deadline, by the way. Uh, coincidence or not, that's the way it is right now for the Leafs. Two of those games uh, after regulation, so that's the positive way to look at it. But certainly, I don't know for you, it's not the losses, Gord. It's more so the the uh, pending status update on Zach Hyman as soon as tomorrow. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, what a double clunker to have a again. All the plot is to Vancouver, well-deserved to have yes. an inexcusable loss considering you had a 2 nothing lead and had momentum. But Zach Hyman, uh, same knee he had surgery on a couple of years ago. Uh, the guy is just the consummate pro. The guy is who you have to try to figure a way to keep next season. We have to believe he wants to stay here. And um, anyway, just hope the news is as good as possible. There's no question he'll be missing games in it. It could be something like uh, a knee, lig- knee ligament tear, which... Again, that could be the rest of the season. I'm just given the yeah. uh, the two extremes. Let's hope it's not the latter. Yeah, let's just hope it's a stinger because uh, I just he's Mr. Sokolov, and I don't want him on the actual Sokolov list. That just yeah. it doesn't hit right. You know? No, no, it doesn't doesn't yeah. at all. And just uh, as a cheap shot too. I you know I know we talked about it knee on knees how they happen. They're kind of reactive, but it's a uh, you know there there there's a code just like there's a code of respect for the what the Vancouver Canuck players and and personnel have gone through and. You know, Sheldon Keefe had mentioned that, re- reaching out to Travis Green. It showed him chatting with him well before the game. There's the two of them on their respective benches and that, and there's a respect that way. So it, ju- it just was unfortunate. Yeah. So on the ice, though, they did get a goal, which you thought at least they'd come off with a, with a win. You know, small victory compared to to that being any kind of significant injury, and they don't. So 
Boy, oh boy, we'll be uh, we'll be at it for the Vancouver game on Tuesday, but um, they better bounce back big time. You know, they got they got they, it's it's time for a bit of a statement. You know, we're 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 we've been very patient. We keep things in perspective. Yeah. But this is not a rebuilding year. You're not tanking it to get Austin Matthews. You've had Austin Matthews for a number of years. Uh, the, this is the window. The, it's showtime. Now, Gord, call me old school, and I think we're both in that level. But did we even see a body check after the Hyman hit? No. Um, no. I, I don't know what kind of response I'm looking for. Again, Edler left the game five in a game, but maybe even just like, you know, rub, rub a guy off on the board. Like, I don't know. Like well, I, maybe yeah. I read too much into that, but it's like there was no physical component at all following that hit, which there should have been a mind. Yeah. No. And, and again, if you're, you know, I know that's not the style to play the least play. I get that. Yes. But you know, you, you've got a Vancouver team that, and I'm, I'm giving them all kinds of plotters, but let's face it. They can't be game ready. So you want to use the speed, which I thought they did for a chunk of the game to really dominate the Canucks. And then also physicality is another way of wearing things down a little bit, being a little bit more physical than usual. But I think because they finally had the 2 nothing lead, they got to where they should have. And then they got greedy with the D coming up, Bogosian and Dermott getting caught out. And all of a sudden, Vancouver has the momentum. And just at the time when you thought the Leafs for sure would have the edge in play because Vancouver would be tired in the third period, no, Vancouver had it, and they had an overtime to boot. Makes no sense. What do you think Pierre Engvall was thinking about tonight, Gordon? He's, he's, he thinks, <laughs> I got a good chance of playing the next day. I, I just know. thought about that. No Pierre Engvall tonight, sadly. Yeah. Well, healthy scratch, and, and those those yeah. are the guys that, uh, you know, Sheldon Keith's chat, you, you need more out of Kerfoot. You need more out of Thornton. You mean, need more out of Simmons. You need more out of Engvall. You, like, you need, again, we're getting back to the depth lines. Yes. You, you, need, you need a little or a lot more out of, you know, Mikhaev's got a score. It looks great. Skates all over the place. You, 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 got, you got to start getting more of those guys. And again, we hope you enjoyed this uh, therapy session here on Leafs Nation postgame tonight because, again, we're just trying to avoid that conversation come the Stanley Cup playoffs where we hope there's a switch. Uh, and again, the Maple Leafs have had a brilliant season, but I'm at a point where if I don't see it in the playoffs, then there's something majorly wrong with this team. Yeah, we're counting them on really busy. Yeah. You know, you know we're counting. I want to work I, till mid-July, Gord. Well, you, you've been to a couple of Final Fours with Pat Quinn. I, I've been there, Final Fours in the Pat Burns era as well. Like, we didn't go to July then, but we will go to July this time if you start going, if you go that deep. Very well put. A reminder all coming up on Tuesday night in a podcast form. We'll have Leafs Nation postgame for you. The Maple Leafs trying to rid themselves of this uh, winless skid four in a row after just a, a tough, tough loss, at least for Gordon and I. 3-2 OT loss to the Vancouver Canucks. The Canucks hadn't played since March 24th, and we'll see if there was a response coming up on Tuesday night. Many thanks to Luke Fox, Sam McKean, Danielle Furtado for Gord Stelic. I'm Nick Alberga. The Maple Leafs lose at 3-2 in overtime. We'll talk again on Tuesday night. Take care.